The Perfectly Generic podcast contains spoilers, occasional adult language, and Vriska. You've been warned. This show is supported by listeners like you on Patreon. We'd like to thank the following Crocketeer patrons for their generous support per episode. Donut, Fragment Voyager, Shio, Hatsune Mukau, Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness, Mage of Life, Natalie Watts, Patrick Feeney, and Riglo. Seth Maskett, political scientist at University of Denver, director, Center for American Politics at Denver University, contributor at 538, writing Learning from Loss, The Democrats 2016 to 2020, he, him, his. Tweet, is the social media manager of a frozen meat company eligible for a MacArthur Genius Grant? <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me? This is a quote tweet of the Stakeum, of the Stakeum's conspiracy theories are bad. Don't question the experts thread. Um, Stakeum, of course. Now, you know, the, 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 the liberal order of things has run out of credible voices at such an astounding at such an astounding pace that now the the dis, the, the frightened like Hillary Kratz are turning to Stakeums for comfort. It is time for brands to step in and pick up the slack. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. This is what a time we live in. What the uh, can, I, can I read a tweet from the from the Stakeums guy? Please do. Please from do. The Stakeums guy. Okay. So so this is uh this is Nathan Alabak. He's the guy who runs the Stakeums account. Uh-huh. And he after so he tweeted that big, you know, that big stupid sentimental thread about, you know, not believing conspiracies or whatever that all the liberals like. He's like, it's and he tweeted on his personal account, it's obviously validating to have so many people resonate with something I wrote and say nice stuff about me, but my job is still in advertising. No matter what my principles are, I'm still participating in a system that's overtly or covertly manipulating people for a bottom line. Oh, I saw that. I don't <laughs> just quit, asshole. Just quit. Just just quit. fucking quit. Just stop. <laughs> I we you and I were just having a bit of a, a an exchange, and I am of the opinion that there are too many posts on this website. No, and I don't I'm, think there's enough I'm posts. You know why? Because I looked why? at this guy's because this that that tweet hasn't been effectively ratioed. <laughs> And that, I think, is evidence enough that there aren't enough posts on this fucking website. We need more posts so that we can distribute justice. I mean, you're saying, oh, there's too many bad posts. And yes, but we're never going to reach the people making bad posts, right? They right. don't listen to us. The, the people who make bad posts are not listening to this show. The people, everyone who listens to this show makes good posts all the time. That's true. Um, and so what we really need is we need them to turn up the dial. Right? Now is the time to just blast those posts out into the world like as a planet we're posting through it <laughs> it's true we are all we are all locked away now be sure not to like overly post at and about trans women this is an important caveat i but think the people who listen to this show are good at posting that's true that's true here's the yeah. thing i trust the listeners of this show to know that they should be bothering brands Yes. And, the, and the and the bearded college educated cishet weirdos that run those accounts and not us but they oh can bother my. us with like pictures of birds and stuff yeah no i i i'm always down for for pictures of birds um i would love to assault a brand with uh my hot takes on what's 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 true and on up to right now. What are they? They were talking about electing themselves president of heaven earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you know, I support Brace. I have critical support for Brace <laughs> Belden in, in <laughs> campaign to become president of heaven and give birth to Stalin too. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think these are these are uh, good aspirations to have in this year of our Lord 2020. I I think that everyone should become should look at the level of unhinged that their posts are currently at and they should they should just they should say they should go to the whiteboard and they should think like like that cat with the newspaper and the meme that thinks he should buy a boat they should be like i should post more unhinged <laughs> yes absolutely they haven't banned me yet 
Right. They'll, they haven't banned you yet. So you're not you're not working hard enough. Well, right. Clearly. That's clear. It's clear that if you're not at my level yet, then you're not even close <laughs> to being banned. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> they yeah. let you I, get away with this. They just they just let you get away with anything on this website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clearly. <laughs> I am gonna hug Joe Biden. <laughs> gonna hug him with my arms. Oh fuck. <laughs> wow. Um Okay, so what are we here to talk about? What are we doing? Are we, I mean, we're not. So this episode is not about Homestuck. So it's true. So we got that covered. We, we, yeah, so we're, we, we're, we're, we're knocking that bit out of the park. Right. I, I, I've so far have not yet talked about Homestuck even once. Um, yeah. And I think that's very brave and sexy of me. Uh, I don't know. I'm back on the, It feels like it's been forever since I've been on this show. Um. And yeah, it has. I mean, you know, I was so I was thinking about this recently because there was a there was a, a lovely um, a, a, so there were some people who were looking out for me who were like, you know, it seems like doing Homestuck might be making you a little deranged and crazy. Uh, so I'm going to start a helpful little change.org petition uh, for, so that people could sign up for it to support you being able to go take a break for a while for an indefinite period of time from doing that. Um, and, you know, obviously I appreciate and respect, you know, my fans, mm -hmm. you know, caring, you know, wanting me to engage in self-care um, and, you know, <laughs> using their activist spirit to achieve that. And I thought to myself, oh, you know what the nice thing to would be is that, you know, if this if if we lived in some sort of alternate timeline where everything was stupid and this petition worked, I could just I could I could go home and like, you know, tend to my garden and and, and host this podcast more. Um, <laughs> it's true. The simple there days. Are, the simple days. There's 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 no rules anymore. I mean, you started a fucking late night show because Every, everybody's on the same playing field. Nothing matters. It's just, it's just, it's just a wild west on this, on this website. I don't know what I've been doing. Um, I don't I think any like, of us know what we've been doing. No, it's been, I've just been like isolated in Ireland, uh, looking out from our like, isolated land and i'm like looking out from the balcony window right now just like ah yes there's a river there's some fields they got trees here the sky's the same color as far as i can tell it's the same place i've been outside a grand total of three times right it's I, so it's so strange because you know the, the 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 world is is sort of cascading in in completely unprecedented ways in all of our lifetimes um <laughs> And we are sitting in the places most familiar to us, looking at, you know, looking at, at our unchanging neighborhoods. Right. And, right. And, and yeah. you know, whatever, whatever shock will be felt in our own homes has not arrived yet. Right. It's like it's, you know, it's the thunder the, the lightning has struck and we're still counting down the seconds to see to to wait until the thunder gets here and see how close the storm is. Um, yeah. And it is a it is a. Uh, there is no preparing for this kind of space, right? There is, there is a, you know, that we, we were talking about like staying sane in quarantine and, you know, so there's been, there's been an especially onerous genre of, of take. Um, that's like, oh, well, you know, you can use this to, to work on your skills or catch up no. or what, you know, or like, you know, do some self-care and self-improvement. And it's like, no, we are all weathering an unprecedented crisis. No one is like, oh, while you're evacuate, like, like, you know, when I was a child, I went and evacuated from her. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I drove for hours with my family to evacuate from Hurricane Ivan. And nobody was like, you can use this time in evacuation from Hurricane Ivan to like pick up a new language on Duolingo. <laughs> like, because yeah. you are in fucking crisis, idiot. <laughs> yeah. While you're, while you're hiding, uh, while you're building a bunker in your bathroom out of pillows and mattresses because there's a tornado warning in your area, you can be using that time to tend your garden. Like I, yeah, it, it is. 
there's so much like people are people are trying to treat this as if it's like time off of work or just away from your life mm-hmm. and we, we got a bunch of questions like how do i work on things how do i do anything and i'm like i don't fucking know man i don't fucking your guess is as good as mine bro yeah like, like <laughs> it's it, it, we're we're living in a moment of like watching the world crumble to its knees all around us. And yet it feels like absolutely nothing is changing. And the, the, the most difficult part for me has been that, uh, when it comes to friend groups, I tend to play the support role. I try to be the person who like comes in and pats people on the back and gives them the inspirational speech. There's no inspirational speech right now. Everybody's I mean, I, in the I, same see, position. This is the thing is now is the time for me because I insta lock DPS in every friend group. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Your, your, your aggression has, has found a new powerful outlet and it is, <laughs> it is, it is it, it really recontextualizing how I want to go about uh, being a pill in this, in this era. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right. You know, I like, I don't know if you think it's inspiring that we've managed to like keep up our creative output during this time and you want to know how we did it. The answer, like how we're currently doing it. The answer is I don't fucking know, man. It's like, we're walking on a tightrope above a, a <laughs> you know, above a swamp filled with alligators. And like, I, I the, the actual answer for like how to get through this is like to build a support network because I think every single person in the like every single person that I know at least has had periods has had days where like they could barely get out of bed for the level of despair and grief that they were experiencing for the horrors of the world around us right I certainly have um and you know I when I when I used to host the show a while back I was I was a little dodgy about my like personal life and my personal feelings uh trying to be the like invisible interviewer as much as possible. Um, and so I'm going to be forthright and open with you and say, I'm not doing good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's important for people to understand is like, there's no secret to doing good right now. It's just, I have friends that are able mm-hmm. to pick up the slack on the days where I struggle to get out of bed for despair. Um, yeah. And on the days where I can get out of bed for despair, I try to do my best to cover for the friends who can't. Right. Right. I, I have been struggling with like, I was already at a place where I wasn't sure what the purpose of like any of the stuff that I make was, you know, I do, I do YouTube videos, right. I talk about movies and video games and now I'm even more in this moment of what, why do I make anything what purpose does this serve how is this helpful to the universe at large mm-hmm. um and like the other big project only plates fucking fan fiction and it's 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 i i genuinely i look at the things that i should be doing quote unquote they're the same things i should be should have been doing you know a month ago two months ago whatever and i i just i i don't know how to do it I've mm-hmm. sat down in front of my like word processor and thought like this is this is a waste of time. I should be throwing bricks through windows somewhere. <laughs> but I don't know. I every time I think about like nothing that I do matters now and shit hasn't even started popping off. Where are we going to be in three months? Every time I find an myself unanswerable thinking, question, an unanswerable you know, question, absolutely. unanswerable question. Every time I find myself falling down that hole of like, everything I do is worthless and I'm a waste of space and time. I'm like, I, 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 hey, I I'm I, the waste I, of time. You're right. That's true. I've been, I, I've been, I've been thinking about changing my, my, my self-proclaimed <laughs> class to waste just as like, you know, just for the like echo, the balance. Of course. You know, yeah. Balance yeah. The force. Cause we, yeah. we have a waste of space and I think we need a waste of time as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's only fitting. Yeah. No, but every time I find myself thinking about, like, I, I, you know, Uh, I I talk about Homestuck. 
Ah, oh, fuck, you did it. All right, Damn stop it. me a point. I'm at negative one points. Uh, negative, Kate's at negative one. I'm going to keep track. I'm writing it oh, thank down. Thank you. Thank you. Minus one. So, yeah, I, I, like everybody, per, every fucking person on this internet, I have depression. And I find myself thinking dark thoughts of like, wow, I don't want to be around for the world as it stands. And every time I start falling down that rabbit hole, I'm like, what about literally all of the people that I've spent the last like four or five years making into my like essential friend group and like picking me back up from where I was after I transitioned. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is no one at this point is weathering this well. Nobody is at their best. And I, I know quite a few people who are like, pissy all the time and i've gotten into like arguments myself been like i i'm i'm just mad and nothing helps and i just get frustrated with people like now is the time especially where it's like i've been thinking about it in terms of just pinging my friends like sending a binary signal of like hey i exist do you still exist yes okay great we're good just reminding each other that we exist Cause that's like, that's all that there is. Just, we still exist and I'm not going to blame you for having a shitty day now yeah. of all times. Like, I, I, yeah, no, I've been a real unpleasant little bitch, uh, quite often <laughs> over the last few weeks. I mean, and for my entire life, uh, but, <laughs> but now at least I've got company and, and people, people are a little bit more understanding about why I'm an unpleasant little bitch all the time. Right. Yeah. No, now is, now is the era of the unpleasant bitch. Yeah. It, it, this is, this is the time of your ascendance. Uh, a artist 413 on Twitter asked, what are some of the best ways to pass the time while stuck at home? How have you both been doing it? And I will say there is, you know, there the brands who we were we were pillaring against and we were, you know, and we were we were we were calling down brimstone and hellfire. The brands did give us one bit of sucker for this for this difficult time. They gave us one balm and that was <laughs> Animal Crossing. Um, That's true. That's true. And this is this is the one gift that the brands have ever given us. Um, <laughs> and like it really is like I have I have found it a, a perfectly good reason to to like I go to bed at night and I think, well, at least when I wake up tomorrow morning, there will be four new fossils and a money rock in my town. <laughs> yeah, it really is like just a, a nice, reliable, recurring ritual that isn't tethered to twitter.com or any other like material responsibility yeah it, it's like this game came out at the most perfect time right plus i have a bunch of friends and so like whenever i wake up you know like my mailbox is full of like somebody somebody got somebody got a you know some sort of piece of furniture that reminded them of me so they mailed it to me right yeah <laughs> and that's nice yeah, it is. I don't think you sent I've, me a model train kit. I really appreciated that. Yeah, I saw I saw it. I got it. And I was immediately like, oh, this this belongs to Kate. I've been having um, I've been having some trouble in my home because I have a model train set, but I don't have a big enough table to display it. Um, <laughs> and so and obviously now is not a great time to go looking for tables. No. Um, so I'm just sort of sitting here with the, you know, looking at the at the high speed train that I've got. And I'm just like, well, one day. One day One when day. this is all over, I will, I will, I will build a big layout <laughs> as a treat. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably, we have a shed. So we have a yard. Uh, we're growing like broccoli and shit in it. And I understand, you know, this is, this is suburban and privileged uh, and has sort of made this, this experience a little bit more sane. Um, and there's a shed out there and I'm thinking of maybe one day occupying the shed and turning it into sort of a, you know, a model, a model train and Lego display shed. Just, oh, so like just a gamer going, cave. A gamer cave, but with no electronics in it. I see. Except for the like, the electronics that would control the trains. Oh, no, okay. No network connected electronics. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about I'm, I'm talking about full ass hobby shed. I would love to have a hobby shed. A I think hobby I, shed. I think I think that's like the the appeal of Animal Crossing is it's a sort of hobby shed of the soul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I I have gotten really into fashion and really into atrocious room layouts of like 
uh, I, I, I did spend an inordinate amount of time, like perfectly situating a whole bunch of dolls in a room just so I could take a picture to post it on Twitter and be like, haha, isn't this a funny goof? Yeah. That and was a really creepy room, Sarah. It was a really creepy room. Um, I think it is still creepy, but it's, it's it, now instead of it just being a room of dolls surrounding a, a bucket and a box of tissues, it's um, a room where there's a table that's got a bunch of papers on it. And on in now, and see, one I'm chair. really glad, I'm really glad that we're not talking about, a certain webcomic because you did yes. just say that you had a room with I just a bucket and a box of tissues. And I'm just so fucking glad that this episode is not about a thing where we yes. have to dive into that any further. All right. Exactly. No, exactly. You're, you're exactly correct. Um, <laughs> and now it is, there's a table. It's got a, a tablecloth that says Joe Rona on it. And then there is a, a, a stack of papers and then two chairs and one chair is a doll. And then the other chair is a skeleton. And what are they doing? Therefore, what are the papers? I don't know. Use your imagination. That's a very like Ingmar Bergman sort of thing. It is. Uh, it, it, it is. You certainly, get a, is there a chessboard in this game? There should. Oh, I, I'm sure that there is. You should definitely put that on a table between the two of them. Absolutely. Oh, that's 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 going to be my next project. Now, see, see, there's already been uh, somebody recreated the um, the like angry woman pointing at an indifferent cat in front of a salad meme <laughs> um, it, with, with uh, Raymond, the, the heterochromia cat boy. Yeah. And, and twink I that felt, everybody's obsessed with. Yeah. The twink that everybody's obsessed with, especially Pip. And I think that, <laughs> uh, and I think that, um, uh, that this we're, we're, we're entering into an era where now it's like, we're all so fucking bored that it's like, what pop culture thing can I recreate in animal crossing? And Nintendo has learned a lot over the last decade because they have created a system they, all of their games lately have been, have done a really good job of just giving you a bunch of weird, dumb tools to make stupid crap with. And honestly, I respect them for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, Animal Crossing has been eating a lot of my time. Yesterday, though, I finally was like, you know, as much as I'm enjoying this this video game about fictional animals, I think I should be doing something else. So I decided to play another game with fictional animals, and that's Night in the Woods. Uh, have so you I'm played play it before? I have. I have not played it before. Oh I've, shit! Oh, you're in yeah, for a fucking treat. You're in for yeah. a fucking treat. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, I'm. A, I'm maybe like two hours in at this point. I've had it on my Switch forever. I think I played the first thirty minutes and was like, "Oh yeah, this is good." And then I never touched it for like a year. So I'm finally playing through it uh, for the first time, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I met Pastor Kate, who is a bird, and I yeah, immediately I love, thought, "Yes, yep, yep, yep that's, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but I actually do appear in Night in the Woods. Yeah, that is incredible. You really need to get. Uh, you need to get in touch with Scott Benson. Get 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 your good friend Scott Benson on this show. I would. Um, I mean, I would love to interview Scott Benson, but I do not know him, and I tend to not bother people. I the only person who I don't know who I've ever asked to be on this show, like blind. Actually, there's two people. I asked Michael Lutz without any prereq to be on the show, and he agreed, so that was nice. And then I asked Ryan North, and he was doing a book tour, so he was busy. Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's it. That's 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 typical, uh, typical famous person. Yeah, Ryan right. North. Ryan North. Oh, oh, you're busy with your job. Oh, you know what? I'll bet she's not busy right now. That's, yeah, he's, that's a joke. Please do not bother Ryan North to be on this television this, this podcast. I almost said television show. Could I you mean, what is got like a you know like a comedy bang bang like or like oh, bim bam Christ. like style like shitty internet TV show like that's the oh dream right God, that is the dream oh what would it just even a be? hideous green set yeah oh no oh it would have to be uh, uh, designed after the manor oh fuck yeah that, okay maybe a hideous red set instead <laughs> yes that would be that would be good oh wow okay <laughs> um. What what the fuck else? Oh, I've I I we we in this house watched the entirety of the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance, the Netflix television puppet show. Um, surprisingly good, actually. Uh, 
baby's first Marxist revolution. Um, really fun. Uh, it's got the best character in any fiction, who is uh, the Chamberlain, whose whose voice is a song. Um, every scene he shows up, he's just he sort of slinks in like a rat and is like. Mmm! And it's the it's just the most charming thing in the world. Um, I could listen to that those dulcet tones all day. What's some shit you've been getting into? So I watched all of the Young Pope and the New Pope HBO oh, HBO's Italian Pope Stravaganza. Um, <laughs> and let me tell you, I have Pope fever. Absolutely. <laughs> absolute masterpiece of a television show it's it's basically an engine that creates like homoerotic catholic dadaist imagery um like at all times and it's absolutely astoundingly good at that um yes obviously that you know there are some flaws and there are some things to warn of uh it took me a while to decide whether it was like homophobic in an interesting way or homophobic in a bad way and i decided it was homophobic in an interesting way where it's set in a hostile and homophobic location i.e the vatican but it has you know stunningly empathetic portrayals of gay characters uh in that difficult environment um so, you know, there's a lot of adversity, but it's great. Also, like, you know, the I mean, everything from the costume design to the music choices are just incredible. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and like basically my favorite thing about the young pope was that it, it absolutely refused to have a single character be uninteresting. Every single like random minor character, like it, it had sort of that Twin Peaks thing going on where like every rando you ran into seemed to have sort of the wisdom, like some sort of, some sort <laughs> yeah. of otherworldly wisdom emanating from them. They're like every NPC interaction in the young Pope is, is the strangest and most insightful thing imaginable. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've watched the first four or five episodes, I believe of the young Pope. And Aren't they great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Diane Keaton is in it and I could watch her in anything forever. Um, it's, it's a beautiful show and it has this weird otherworldly quality that is very specific to, uh, Italian directors who are directing, not in their, like writing and directing in their non-native language. Um, and it's, I think it's, I think it's, it's fantastic. And I was expecting, it's, it's, it's immensely Italian. It's great. Yeah, I was expecting it to be House of Cards, but it's the Pope. Not and, at all. Yeah, and that's why I didn't watch it for so long. And then you recommended it. That's what I it. thought, too. And, but then yeah. my partner and, made and, me watch it. And I was like, I, you know, I, my partner dragged me kicking and screaming and watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not, it's not like that at all. It's not like this cynical, like, you know, Kevin Spacey looking at the camera and said, hey, isn't it cool when I kill a dog? Instead, it's, uh, it's, it's actually like really subtle in a weird way where you don't really know where Jude law actually stands on the whole Pope thing. Yeah. He's, he's, he's almost impossible to read. Right. And like uh, the, the idea in this show is that like, as like characters that are closer to God are more difficult to understand. Mm, yes yeah and i like that it, it fundamentally captures the mystery in a way that i think actual catholicism has often failed to do in the modern era <laughs> <laughs> right um so that's oh, good that's our little that's pope review that's our yeah. pope review that's the welcome to that's that's the pope zone a show within a show here on Beach and pod <laughs> where we talk about the pope yeah the we pope. talked to, we, we talked about the pope um now it's time for us to talk about ropes. Look, Gordon, ropes. <laughs> we can, we we can, can use these can to use help these with to pits. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Half-Life VR is... It's part of the Homestuck cinematic universe. There's even Homestuck music in the series, so I just want to say... Like, oh, is there? I yes, don't think there I is. noticed that. A Homestuck song appears in the Half-Life VR series, so I just want to say, like, oh, thanks, you guys. Uh, we love you. Uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it's Dr. Coomer is played by a trans woman, too, which yep. I thought was radical. And if you um, have an online improv troupe, you need 
um, you, you know, you need a trans, you need at least one trans woman. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to fall apart. Yeah. No, I actually like me, me and my girlfriend were watching it. And, uh, I think we both had the same tension when we started it without knowing anything about it. It's like feeling worried that this would turn into like a reactionary gamer thing. Not at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it surprises. I'm, I'm just so used to like, there's a handful of people whose stuff I trust. And yeah. then anytime somebody new comes along, it's like a surprise when they turn out to not be raging assholes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh God. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Adnis on Twitter asks, I have a lot of executive dysfunction issues due to my autism slash ADHD, and I want to know if you have any advice for creating when you suck at timing things out and what I can do if I want to start something but just can't do to brain stuff. Um, mm. And so this is actually, I mean, this is something that I struggle with significantly. And so I've built up in my, in my, in my career, I've built up a pretty solid series of coping mechanisms for these things. Um, but obviously these are individual coping mechanisms and might not work for you. Um, but I think talking about this is useful because it can help, help you get the tools to like sort of build your own mechanisms for getting stuff done when your brain is fighting you the whole time. Um, and so the very first thing to do is plan, right? Mm. For me, I'm a planner. Um, and so let's say, for example, uh, I was, let's say, for example, like, you know, I was banging my head against the wall about where to start uh, with an update for a hypothetical webcomic. Let's call it Schmomstuck Schmoo. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a great title. Yeah. Um, and, and, so, like, if I, like, you know, I would look Minus at the, one. at the, at, like, the summary of, like, what we needed to accomplish in this chapter, and, like, I would think, what can I do without doing anything, <laughs> right? And the answer is, like, I can literally, I can divide, I can make a structure, I can make a skeleton, right? Um, a spooky, scary skeleton. Like, I can literally mm. say, like, we're probably going to spend like three or four pages on this shot with this conversation and then five or six pages on this shot with this action. Right. And then you, you literally just lay out an outline skeleton and you just leave blanks for how many pages you think it's going to take. And then you go and you go to each one of those individual pages and then you start to sort of fill in the skeleton a little more with delicious bone marrow. Mm. Um, and and like I well, that's what I do is I, I make a big, broad structure of stuff that's empty. And then I, I I hop around filling in a little bit at a time with wherever like my wandering brain takes me. Right. And if I've been staring at it for too long, I get up, I go away from the screen and I pace around or I take a shower or something. And I like talk it out. I like will try to visualize the scene in my brain. Um, or like straight up, like have a conversation yeah. that's happening in the text. Um, it's sort of like a first draft way because it's, because it's it can be intimidating when you're just staring at a, you know, at a, at a blinking text input screen. So I just go and visualize the scene in my head, get something I'm happy with, and then run back to the keyboard and transcribe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really tough. I had this issue uh, for like the last two or three months where I was just stuck on this one chapter that I knew what needed to happen. And I had written I think I ended up cutting overall about 10,000 words from it based on like the number of times I rewrote it and wrote it with different characters. And like it just does it just I knew that the scene needed to happen, but it just did, wasn't working. And it took me like basically like marching myself in circles in my limited little zone in this apartment, um, walking through it like word by word to figure out what wasn't working. Yeah. And it's, it's so tough. I, as a creator, um, one of the things that I've realized or remembered with this project that I'm on right now, that um, this like third chapter is much more, planned in the sense that there's a, a much broader cosmological narrative happening. So I have to have more of it in mind that I did when I wrote God Feels 2. And the problem is that I, as a writer, like spontaneity and I, 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 I cherish chaos. And so it's always a challenge for me to find ways to like have a structure, but also leave room for me to just throw pies in the air and see where they land. And like now, especially it feels like that's just 
borderline impossible. Yeah. It feels like my attention span has just gone down the, down the drain. Like I, I also, I think we both have huge executive <laughs> dysfunction issues yeah. and I, Again, like we said at the top of the show, I don't, I don't know the advice to give anybody looking for like help on creating stuff. Um, I think like, yeah, having a plan, having a schedule can help, but it's also, I think anybody who has worked like a normal ass regular person job and then works from home for any length of time runs into this issue of like, Oh, I have a schedule, but there's no consequences if I don't stick to it. Yeah. And so and- there's another, there's another thing thinking about that schedule. There's another thing that I like to do, um, which is that like, I like to set goals and then give myself a little treat for, for hitting those goals. Um, oh, what kind of treat? So, so for example, uh, like I will be like, I need to write 500 words and then I will get to play a game of Counter-Strike. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and oh, you are such a jock. I hate it. I'm, I am a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of a Chad and you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, <laughs> I play Counter-Strike, a game for Chads. Uh, yes. <laughs> I am a jock villager. It's true. I'm Uchi, I guess, because I'm a, <laughs> I'm one of the, I'm a girl jock. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, um, I would if you, you know, if you were, if you want to draw me as a as an Animal Crossing villager, that is my gambling and eight icon. I am an Uchi Crow. <laughs> oh God, incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, yeah. So you know, I will literally go play a game of Counter Strike, um, and then you know, after that game, I will then you know go back and be like, all right, I'll get another game of Counter Strike if I write another five hundred words, right? Yeah. That's that's a good strategy. I think uh, P90 yeah. go burr. <laughs> oh, Christ. I think uh, that's it's 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 difficult. I still struggle with this. You can't stay focused indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, and if I, I'm not feeling it, I just go for a I just, you know, go for a walk or whatever. <laughs> right. Like that's the thing is uh, I think it's easy to sit at your computer and be like, well, I'm just going to stay here until the work gets done. And the fact is, like, when you're butting up against a problem and that's all you're focusing on, you're less able to really figure out what's what the deal is. So you kind of just you have to take breaks. And one of the hardest things to learn when you're working from home is like when to give yourself permission to take a break. And you have to do it pretty often to stay sane and like to stay uh, productive. I hate that word, but like it is you, you, you got to be kind to yourself and not treat like you, you can't let yourself succumb to the pressure of capital demanding that every second be, uh, you know, squeezed for every dime of, of potential profit that it might 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 have um but again like easier said than done i have been self-employed for a while now and i still i constantly fall into this pit i am always falling down the stairs and i warned myself about them And everyone else warned for so long and yet 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 the stairs never stop the stairs never stop we keep falling down them Christ. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Very on Discord asks, what are some of the best ways you feel artists can show solidarity, collaboration, mm. and support to one another during these times? Um, and I guess the simple fact of the matter is, is that like what I have done is that for everyone I know, I have told them like I I am I I will leverage every fucking thing that I have for you if you need it. Like right. Uh, right now, like it's, it's literally just like identify the people you care about and make fucking sure that they stay housed and stay sane during this time. Right. Yes. Um, like, you know, identify your peers and just sort of, it's, there's a, there's a quote that, that Zoe was reminding me from, uh, of, of, uh, from Kentucky Route Zero, which is a game that everyone should play, especially in these times, um, mm-hmm. that, uh, was about, you know, this, the unsteady steadying the unsteady, and that's all that there is, <laughs> right? And these, and, you know, 
among the have nots. Uh, right. and, and that's, that's all you can do. And so I guess basically the prerequisite for that is that like, if you feel yourself getting wobbly, uh, then like rest for a moment, yes. you don't constantly have to be doing it. But if you are stable, if you are, if you are a weeble who is wobbling, but not falling down, um, then like just sort of radically offer your support to anyone that you know, who needs it. Um, yeah, you've, and, you know, like, you've you've described sorry, it as like uh, you've described it as like making you make a list of people that uh, you are are now your responsibility, yeah. and I uh, that's that's basically like you, you obviously no one can be like plugged in and, and on top of things one hundred percent of the time. It's okay to like step back and be like, hey, actually, I need support now. Yeah, but. But well, that's then, the thing is, is that if you do this for people, they will do it for you too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, that's what I've, that's basically what I've been doing is there are, there are people that I'm close to that I, uh, who I can't make feel better with my words, but I can, I can say like, listen, if, if there's a bill that you need to be paid, I will help however I can. Um, I am not wealthy, but I, I have some level of privilege that I will leverage, uh, to make sure that you specifically are taken care of. Like, I can't, I can't make this offer to everybody. I can't help everybody. And it's it sort of like, it's maddening to really consider how many people yeah, I know. you cannot help. And yeah. that's why you like, you fixate on the five or six people that you know you can help yeah. and that like, really I, need I have it. wanted and more like, than anything to like be able to make a public post that's like if you're having trouble paying bills or like having trouble right. with whatever like I want to help but I can't because I'm not rich right exactly <laughs> this, this is what's this is what's so obnoxious is that you know there were like five guys who could literally cover everybody's bills, right? Yes. But, but they're busy just wa- you know watching number go up all the time. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, the, the, the whole like Patreon Kickstarter, uh, uh, crowdfunding artist economy is just like, you know, three dozen people pushing pennies around back into each other's pockets. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize like we are all poor as fuck and struggling to get by and it is always the poorest people who are most willing to give yeah and and we have to just accept that like sometimes we're all needy sometimes we all have to ask for help and it is this is i mean this is this is a fundamental aspect of like the 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 communist future we want to have is that everybody provides for everybody yeah and and we don't live in that world yet, but we can behave as if we do and create our own micro communities where we can at least take care of each other in whatever meager ways are possible. Yeah, we can we can we can create alternate systems of power that are not dependent on the people exploiting us. Um it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's here's it's, the thing is that there is no world where this is going to be easy. Um, uh, we no. we sort of we had a shot here in America. We sort of had a shot for it to be easy, but it would but it like it required the collaboration of the elite in the most anodyne reforms imaginable, right? Like, yeah, and and they refused to. So, okay, it's not going to be easy. We're still going to have to do it, though. Yeah, we still, yeah, we're still going to have to do it. I think we are, we're in a, a, a historical moment right now where the future is fantastically uncertain and uh, in large part because of the pandemic and the many, many ways that like politicians are utilizing the pandemic to get their, you know, their, their dream wish list passed. And I don't think we can know what needs to be done or what will have to be done uh, in the near future. We're all just sort of in a holding pattern. Yeah. Um, And so there are a lot of like debates going on about uh, what crimes are okay. And I think it's, I think we all just have to like take a step back and recognize like this is not going to be pretty. And right now, we just have to take care of each other. Yeah, right. Here's the thing. For a revolution to happen, the the revolution 
revolutionaries have to live to the end of yes. this crisis, right? Like, there yes, is, right. I, I we talked about this a little bit in the last bonus episode, uh, which you know, if you're in the mood for more things that are not about Homestuck and are maybe more uh, directly a radical call to action, then listen to that. Um, we had we had quote big boss car cat, baked potato cat from our from our Fijian pod news uh, streams, our spiritual leader. Um, yes. And, and, uh, you know, like uh, what I'm spending my time doing right now is doing that, right? Leveraging myself for the people that I care about who are most vulnerable and doing everything I can to make sure that they survive this first, right? Second, I am learning, right? I am, I am doing my best. So here's the thing is like, I grew up mega ultra liberal, right? And like, I learned, you know, and I, and I like, I really like I was a I, I learned a lot about like Keynesian economics, about like, you know, the, the liberal end of the of the, the conventional economic spectrum. And I learned a lot about electoral politics. And now I'm finding that these tools are not useful to describe the problems that we're having right now. So I have to finally suck it up and read a bunch of literature that I didn't read before and gain a better understanding of the more radical movements that I thought we didn't yet need, but we clearly yes. do need. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so we're doing a book club here on Peach and Pod where we're going to read different bits of leftist theory every week. And we're going to try to, we're going to incorporate leftist theory from many different perspectives, right? We're not, we're not doing ideological indoctrination, right? We can read one of these things and say, well, I don't think this describes circumstances as much as the other thing, right? So we're, we're going to, we're going to go through, we're going to read communist literature. We're going to read anarchist literature. We're going to read decolonial literature. We're going to read critical race theory and feminist theory, um, and, you know, just sort of try and grow our understanding of the different perspectives on, on radical leftism available to us. And I hope that you join us in this endeavor. I'm not sure exactly what form that that book club podcast is going to take, but we're going to we're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I am excited to take part in it. Uh, I desperately there's a lot of uh, reading that I desperately need to do. And um, one of the benefits of uh, this sort of like moment is that a, a ton, a ton, a ton of the, the, the foundational leftist communist Marxist literature is just online for free. It's public domain. Yeah. Um, and it, there are countless, uh, podcasts devoted just to like readings and interpretations of it or recommendations. And there are, you can, you can probably find YouTube channels that are just like, let's read the, the, the communist manifesto. Yeah. Uh, th there are, there are so many ways to take in this stuff that isn't just, you know, sitting down with a book that you bought from Amazon or whatever. Yeah. And, and, um, and here's the and the cool thing is that, that there's a lot of leftist literature that is like shockingly accessible. This is what I, I you know, I like a lot of this stuff is very intimidating, right? Like, you know, if you read like Capital, it's very dense. But there's a lot right. of I like, you know, like I was reading Engels like the principles of communism the other day, and I was like, oh my god, this is extraordinarily breezy and accessible for something written in the in the late 1800s. Right. <laughs> because a lot of a lot of that uh, a lot of that work was was written for the masses. Yeah, and it's and it's the thing about materialism is that it's it's a it's a uh, philosophy that tends to reinvent itself uh, independently all the time because it's based on observing things that consistently happen. Yep. So it's it's a pretty like you read it and you're like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oops. So like the, the, the things the things that Engels was, was describing, you know damn near a century ago remain true today and to the point where you read it and you're like, Oh, 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 oh oops. Oh no. <laughs> Things have not changed at all. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I, well, I'm voting for the czar. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A vote, a vote for the, uh, a vote for the good czar is a vote not for the bad czar, and this is the yeah. world we're living in. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think that's our show. I think that's our show. <laughs> you can find us on Overcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and more, and at pigeonpod.com or at pigeonpod on Twitter. The music for this show was by Gumi, and you can find links to find more of their music in the description. Uh, if you joined us for our for our stream yesterday, you know that Gumi is like on the front lines of the crisis happening right now, mm. um, and could use every bit of support that you have. Uh, and so, if you now is a perfect time to buy some of their some of their fantastic music, if you want to support somebody that's like literally working and ad- like like literally an, es- a, an essential worker in the global center of this pandemic right now please support our friend gumi um yeah you can you can support this show on patreon.com slash pod patrons get access to 26 bonus episodes and counting on intermission uh your support is shared equitably with everyone who makes each episode possible uh, at the end of the show, we like to thank our Skylark tier patrons for their support. That's Ariel Rosenthal, BQ, Carmen, Chair Sue, Sybil, Danny Lalanders, Danny Yeager, Datamancy, Dervich B, LMC, Epsilon Naughty, Gabriella Ekins, Gaster Wife Simulator, Ginger Slap Notion, Gripping Traverse, JR Hyde, Krista, Lily Bloom, Laura Naga, Luke Beeman, Luna Skywalker Tucker, Max May, Oliver David, Orionic, Paravelix, Photonic Dog, Quartz Criminal, Raspberry Heaven, Rose Reardon, Serena Game Girl McCarthy, Starshine, Taylor Dierks, Terezi Pyrope, Transing June Egbert, Tina Kell, Whitney Reynolds, Winter, Extine, Yo Johnson, and Zach R. Um, Incredible. So yeah, many I know. people. I know. Well, here's the this is another thing where it's like all these lines are going down everywhere and we're in economic crisis, but Pigeon Pot has more patrons than when this started. I. Um, I have gained patrons on my Patreon. Every time I it think is, about that, it actually makes me want to cry a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I, I really don't know how to communicate to you, to, to you, the supporters of this show enough, like what that means to us to be able yeah. to, to, to to be able to look at our at our lines and see them not going down during a time when all of us are wondering how we're going to get through this. Um, and 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 just for the record, like when it when we say like all of your support is, is distributed equitably to everybody who makes the show possible, like I have I have it has been the difference between um, paying paying my bills and like going without medication for for a month because of this show like several months in a row uh it is it is astounding and uh i uh, yeah like it it makes me want to cry too yeah it really does it really does <laughs> we gotta we gotta get the fuck out of here before we, we get too, too fucking sappy uh next week on pigeon pod uh i'm gonna host uh i i'm gonna have somebody with me and we're gonna talk about Homestuck again. That's right. I'm going to be hosting an episode and it's going to be about Homestuck. What that's the your, fuck? Yeah, I know. That's your week after 413 special. So get excited for that. Uh, you can find me at Gamblignant8. Uh, if you send me more than five replies and I don't block you, then you congratulations, you have received the gold pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can folks find you, Sarah? I'm on Twitter at HMS no Fun, and all of my stuff is linked from there. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for for coming on, Sarah. And thank you for listening. And thank you for your support. See you next week, everybody. Snake Solutions, LLP.